This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. Welcome back to the channel. Hope you're all keeping safe and well. We are here to talk about Tottenham's 2-0 win against Brighton this evening. We are now in a Europa Conference League spot. Three points behind fourth place Arsenal. New boys Kuliszewski and Benzen Kerr with the assist today. Harry Kane with another record. Now, firstly, before I introduce the guests, if you don't uh, subscribe to the channel as yet, please do hit that subscribe button. Also hit that like button and that notification bell where YouTube will notify you every single time I upload a new video. If you're listening to this on an audio platform, do hit that follow button and leave a review if you can. Now, tonight's guest to talk about the Brighton v Tottenham Hotspur game. Let's start with Frank. Frank, former Towie star. Frank, how are you? Very well, thanks, Chris. All, all the better for, for the three points and obviously Arsenal losing as well. The first test they've had on, on their winning run, their fantastic run. And uh, do you know do you know what? It's a good three points for us because we've struggled in, in Brighton over the past few yeah. seasons and uh, um, much needed. Uh, look at the positives. Three league wins from four now. Um, we've scored 13 goals in, in those four games um, and three clean sheets. So I don't care who the opposition are. We've got to take our positives and, and I'm happy with that. Absolutely. A huge three points tonight. Um, Darren, um, let's come to you. How are you? Impressionist, of course, on Britain's Got Talent. How are you? Uh, you know, I don't like to talk about it. It was what it was, you know. Uh, it's, it, but it's, it's not, thank you. It's not about me, though, Chris. Um, good. And some great performances, some very solid performances, which I'm sure we'll discuss. So, yeah, it was good. We've also got good friends of the show, uh, Paralympic gold medalist Richard Whitehead, MBE, and of course, um, you know, part of the winning team of Celebrity Hunted. Richard, how are you? How's it going, mate? Yeah, always good to be on the show. Whatever the result, but especially when Arsenal effing lose and Spurs win. So it's great to be here, and I'm sure we're going to have some awesome conversation and debate about today's game. 
Rich, before we talk about the football, I just want your thoughts on uh, on winning Celebrity Hunted. You must be absolutely delighted. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we um, we won a lot of money for uh, Stand Up to Cancer, uh, myself and Ewan Thomas. Ewan's a great guy. Ewan made it to the end. I I got him to day 12. Unfortunately, I got caught. But, um, yeah, and, and, and the thing is as well, you just look at um, society of today, it's all about teams, right? Building a strong team, a strong foundation. Me and Ewan did that, and hopefully in the summer when our, our main man, Conte, gets some money, we can build the foundations for the future. Do you like that? Little link. Yeah. Love it. Love and it. And with that, <laughs> it's good night. <laughs> <laughs> well, many congratulations on that win, Richard. Yeah, Absolutely mate, fantastic. Cheers, Darren. Cheers, Frank. Um, Frank, let's start with you. Let's talk about tonight's game. Um, give me your thoughts on tonight's match because, as you've just said there, a huge three points for Spurs. We're now in that Europa Conference League spot. We are now three points away from the top four. Are you believing again? I'm being careful, but I'm looking at the, the runs of teams around us. Obviously, we've got some tricky away games, the, the, the biggest one being Anfield. But I think this West Ham game on, on the weekend on Sunday is massive. It's huge. Uh, because sure. if we do beat them, I can't see them finishing above us. It will give us that boost we need. Um, as I said, we're on a, we're in a better patch of form now. And what I've noticed, even in tonight's game, is we're starting to see Conte's patterns form. And I think, in particular, once we get more quality in the wing-back areas, because tonight, again, I, I thought Regulon was defending really well. I actually thought he had a, a pretty solid game. But I just feel in this system, we need more quality from, from contra- goal contributions from, from the wide areas. Um, again, we are starting to see these patterns of play. I like the partnership of Hoybier and Benton Kerr tonight. I thought they were brilliant. Both of them were absolutely brilliant. Um, we started well. We sort of drifted a bit after that good start. Obviously, Kane missed a, a very good chance. We let them come back into it. But I felt after we got the second goal, we were completely in control. Um, Kane, after a, probably a poor first half, started getting the golf clubs out in the second half and hitting all the, yeah. the left and right foot passes, got his goal. Should have had a penalty at the end. Um, and brilliant performance from Romero. Eric Dyer as well. I don't think he missed one header. I don't think he lost a, a duel in the air. Um, if I'm going to... The only concern I've got at the moment, and I don't want to bring things down after a win and, again, a good performance, but my one concern at the moment is Sonny. Um, he doesn't look yeah. himself. Uh, he yeah, I think really, he, looks a, a little, he looks a little bit fatigued as well, doesn't he? I think... Uh, left, yeah, it looks like his legs have gone a bit. And I think if you look at uh, seasons before that he does have this uh, element of his game where he has so many so many games in a row and then all of a sudden the fatigue kicks in and then he gets injured. So maybe we're, we need to be really concerned about obviously what he's doing uh, in future games. I, I agree. And um, he just it also looks lacking a bit of confidence. I think when he does everything off the cuff and it's first time and it's instinctive, that's when you see the best of Sonny. But he seems to be second-guessing his decision-making, um, wasn't the best performance from him, and we need him fit and firing for this running if we're going to stand any chance of breaking into that top four. But overall, Chris, um, we can nitpick because there were patches in the game where we, we did sort of let him have the ball and we were a little bit sloppy. But um, I can see now, and I've, I've started to see it more so recently, the identity that Conte is installing into this team. And we've spoken yeah. about you and I, Chris before about Spurs have lacked an identity now for a good sort of two and a half years. And um, we're starting to see one. And and I like what I'm seeing. Um, again, massive game on the weekend, but brilliant three points. Uh, weeknight game after a tough game on the weekend. In the cold, the wet, the rain, the wind. 
Um, so can't complain, Chris. But we, we've got to be positive tonight because it's not an easy place to go to. I know Brighton are not on the best of runs, but it's been a bit of a bogey ground for us um, in yeah. recent seasons. So very positive, happy, and on to Sunday. Yeah, I completely agree, Frank. Lots of positives to take from tonight. Rich, let's come to you. Um, your thoughts on tonight's match? Well, I, I knew we'd win anyway because we were that inconsistent. We win, we lose, we win, we lose, and um, so I was I was confident we'd we'd play a lot better. Um, frustrating with obviously the game against United where Ronaldo again. Like I don't care what happens, just three men get three men on Ronaldo. That's it. We beat him. And then going into this game, I was like, look, we need to show the confidence that we've been playing against the likes of Leeds in previous games, where we felt confident in the ball, like the, the sitting players kind of really controlling the games and then having, obviously, those runners between the lines. I still obviously like, like you know, Chris and fellow panellists, that I've got massive concerns about the wing-backs. Uh, generally, uh, Regers is obviously are strongest in this position. But Emerson Royal, obviously, when he plays, he's just a little bit weak. And obviously, he he, he looks like um, he's, he's just holding on to the ball for too long. Um, so we need to have, I would say, in the summer, four or five players kind of come in, kind of refresh the whole team, get rid of the, some of the old tosh. But also, today was all about kind of the momentum moving forward to the top four. I've been looking in the comments and... It looks like a lot of a lot of the guys, a lot of the um, Spurs fans are still saying that it's top fours within our grasp and in our reach. And I'm an optimist, like you know, but um, let's still have that hope. But we need to build off this result. Like Frank was saying, like Brighton hasn't been a great hunting ground for us in the past. We ground out that result. We've, we, we, I think there was parts of the play today where we didn't really know our identity until Conti was kind of shouting from the, the sidelines saying, come on, shape, get into your shape, come on, let's, let's hold, hold our positions, win the ball back and then hit on the break. We need to play differently away and at home and I feel we, we need to have the players to be able to do that. And at the moment, we've, we're struggling within numbers, but I think we've still got a great opportunity in the next couple of weeks, especially like Frank said, again, against West Ham. It's a key game for us for the whole season. It really does set up that West Ham game on Sunday. Yeah, um, so sure. nicely, because of course, both teams have the same points now. And, uh, yeah. you know, so many teams are fighting for that top four spot. And certainly, as you said, Frank, earlier about uh, Arsenal losing this evening to Liverpool 2-0. Um, Darren, let's come to you. Um, your thoughts on tonight's game? Happy? Uh, I am. I am. Uh, Frank and Richard have sort of stolen my thunder a little bit. I'm, I'm concerned with the win-backs. I mean, I just don't think... I've always been a fan of Reggion. I think he's, you know, he does what a wing back, you know, should do. You know, you think of Danny Rose and and Simon Davis and um, Carl Walker, you know, bombing down, beating players and putting a ball into the box. That's that's all you can ask of them, you know, bomb, beat a player and put a ball into the box. And um, Reggie, I, I like him. Um, obviously, the right-hand side, we've got issues. That really needs to, to to be sorted out. I was just looking at the fixtures coming up, and until we've got Liverpool on May the 7th, listen, you know, like you say, if we can beat West Ham, we've got Newcastle, Villa, Brighton, Brentford, and Leicester. Now, they're all winnable games. You know, if we can beat West Ham, 
and we've got Newcastle at home. I know they've picked up form. Then there's no reason that we can't pick up, you know, a lot of points before we meet Liverpool on the 7th of May. Um, again, I, I'm slightly, the only thing, I don't want to like go as soon as you come to me because I am concerned <laughs> about tonight. But the, 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 I'm slightly concerned that we need to find other ways to break teams down. And by that, I mean, you know, if, if a team comes at us like Brighton had to do when we got that goal, we do, you know, Kane's passing and, and playing balls in behind and getting goals on the break is, is, is amazing. But the only thing that concerns me, Chris, is that when teams sit back, and we've seen it time and time again, we, we get a bit stuck. We, we, haven't got the, we haven't got our wing-backs bombing forward and putting balls across. We can't play in behind them. And that's where I, I mean, maybe, you know, you, you can help me with this, but I, I struggle to see how we uh, break teams down that like to sit back. Yeah, that plan B, and, right? and I, Yeah, the plan B, Rich. And I, and I, that, that's my only concern at the moment. Um, and I'd be interesting to hear what, what all the other guys and some of the comments think about, think about that. Cause that's, that, that is a worry to me. We need a locksmith, Darren. We need a lot of the last couple of games. We had one of those in Ericsson. We had one of well, those I'm saying, in Ericsson. Rich, Rich yeah. look at the last couple of games he's had for Brentford. Some of them passes he's been playing and crosses. He's available on a free transfer in he the summer. He's better come to us, man. He better come to us. If he keeps that form up. Do you think you know, we'll go there, Frank? Chris, Chris, get that Uber account open and get Ericsson in that Uber to, uh, to our home ground and sign him up, man. I'll tell you, I, I got laughed at a number of times when I said I'd like to see Christian Eriksen back because, you know, we've not replaced Eriksen. So what better player uh, to replace Eriksen with than Eriksen? You know, and, and as you said, um, you know, and absolutely fantastic at the moment for Brentford. Now, in the last couple of minutes, Antonio Conte said it means we are improving and we're trying to go in another step to try and be very close to the top of the table. It is right to have ambition and I put ambition in my players. At this moment, we are ready to fight for every game. Um, Frank, let's come to you. Let's talk about the starting 11. I think this starting 11 at the moment is just picking itself, isn't it? Hugo Lloris in goal, uh, the back three of Romero, Dyer, and Davis, wing-backs Regulon and Matt Doherty. In midfield, Benton Kurt and Hoybier, forward three of Kuliszewski, Hunmin Son and Harry Kane. Um, no real surprises there, is there? No, and I agree with both Richard and Darren in the fact that I think Regulon is the player with the most quality out of the four wing-backs we have available. But I also feel that, that it, particularly in this system, we have to get that right this summer. We do need two top-quality wing-backs because not only does a locksmith help, a player who can pass through the lines or see those passes that many others can't, but when you're struggling to break teams down, we don't have wing-backs who have got a trick who can mm. go past the player. I mean, Reguillon's got pace and he can get him behind, but I'm saying standing at the, their opposing number up one-on-one and be out like a Reese James, for instance, or who, who can actually take players on. We haven't got one on either side in the wing-back positions. So it's imperative that we get that right in, in the summer. But mm. yeah, the, the team picks itself at the moment. Uh, the positive of that is continuity, but I'd say the negative is it feels to me like we have another manager who doesn't necessarily trust his bench um, because yeah. of the lack yeah. of depth. The squad squad has. I mean, look yeah. at our bench in recent games and tonight. Weak as piss. Yeah. Could score you a goal coming off the bench. I mean, you could argue yeah. Lucas or Stephen Bergwijn, but barring a couple of fits and spurts from Bergwijn, he hasn't done it for us regularly. And and Lucas is unfortunately a very inconsistent player. So um, I, I do feel that 
he hasn't got many options. Um, the team pretty much picks itself. But um, again, the, the positive side of things is that these players are now getting used to each other's games. Um, we're not in any cup competition, so fatigue shouldn't really kick in between now and the end of the season. Um, but it, it seems a more settled team. Obviously, we're far from perfect. I'm not mm. naive. I'm not sitting here saying that we're going to go on a run now and, and make top four because we know what Tottenham are like. But the fact that we do have a settled starting eleven can surely only help each player, again, understand their teammates that little bit further. So um, mm. I think we'll probably see an unchanged starting eleven on, on Sunday against West Ham. And uh, hopefully it's a benefit to, to, to us between now and May. Completely Frank, agree. I think, sorry, I, 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 consistency is the key. Completely agree. Yeah. And you look at all the teams, you know, a, a, a manager that chops and changes, chops, like Mourinho, you know, he, he didn't know, we didn't know what he was going to put out from one game to the next, but I completely yeah. agree, Frank. Frank, I was going to come back and say, um, you know, all three of you have mentioned the uh, the wingbacks. Would you expect Regulon, Sessegnon, Matt Doherty or Emerson Royale, would you expect any of them to be starting for Spurs next season or fully replaced? On the right-hand side, I expect fully replaced. I expect one of them to go at least. Uh, on the left-hand side, um, unfortunately for Sessegnon, I'm, I'm not his biggest fan, but I'm not going to criticise him. He started to, he, to me, it seemed like he was Conte's number one on that left-hand side. And, and obviously he's, he's injured now, but... I feel that Regulon has got more potential than he's shown us. I feel that there's, there, there is a player in there. However, I don't know because he's had three really good chances in the last few games. Um, I yeah. know he scored, but tonight Kane has played a perfect ball. The weight of pass and where the, where the pass was in front of him to put him in behind. Technically, I don't care if you're naturally a left back. You know you're taught as a, a young boy particularly he played at Real Madrid in their academy. You go across the goalkeeper, you go hard and low. Yeah, for sure. And it seems to me, he technically doesn't know what to do when he's in goal-scoring positions. Um, so it's hard to say, but I, I do expect... I mean, there's also the rumour circulating that Real Madrid want him back, so that might, might be a factor. But, Chris, I expect a new right wing back, whatever the weather. Um, and on the left-hand side, I, I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure, but I do feel that from Conte's point of view, those will be the positions that he will look to to improve first and foremost out of any other position in the team. Hmm. Rich, let's come to you. Um, do you agree with Frank there about the wing-backs? Would, would you like to see two new wing-backs coming in the summer? Uh, yeah, maybe. I think, um, I think obviously, Sassignon and, uh, and Regas are, are, are players that Conte sees the ability, sees um, maybe the future for the club within those positions, the, it, the need to have some kind of competition in those those positions. I still feel centre back. Obviously, Davis is just filling in there. I think it looks like he's he's trying to fill in for uh, not only the centre back, but he's obviously trying to come across and and kind of really protect that wing back position sometimes. Um, and then and then like uh, Frank said, the lock keeper. We need that. We need somebody like the Ericsson to come back into the team and really kind of. Uh, dominate the game uh, and uh, provide the, the bullets for uh, the likes of Sonny and, uh, and Kane. I, th I think what we need to do is we need to look at the team and we need to think, is this team a top four team? And if not, we need to upskill it, uptool it. We need to make it better. Forget what we always think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Davis is always a seven out of ten. It's not good enough. It literally isn't good enough. It's not good enough for the team. I've said this before, and even Doherty, Doherty's had a, a couple of good games where he's kind of come inside 
and provided those kind of killer passes. But if he's not good enough in his position, then he's not good enough and we need to upskill him. As, as a Spurs team now, we, we need to have great players in great positions to move the team forwards. Well, just, just quickly there, I, I did actually put a tweet out about half an hour ago saying that two wing-backs of top quality you can add goals and assists and a left-sided yeah, centre-back sure. and that starting eleven is a completely different side. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, left-sided centre-back, I'd like him to obviously be left-footed, but I'd like a taller yeah, one. Yeah, for sure. Romero's got yeah, that dominant sure. in the air. Dyer's good enough in the air. If we can get a tall, nice lefty to, to, to replace Ben Davis, I think that's a solid back three. Yeah. Rich, I, I was going to come. I was going to come back to your point there about are we a top four team? I don't think we are a top four team, and I think it would be a huge achievement for Tottenham Hotspur Football Club and Antonio Conte to guide us into the top four. Would you agree with that? Yeah, overachievement, hundred percent. A lot of a lot yeah. of people have been talking about like Arteta are overachieving at the moment. I think Conte would overachieve if we got us into the top four. We've got a lot of work to do at the moment, though. You look at, mm. obviously, the, 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 the fixtures that we've got coming up. We've got some hard fixtures. And uh, I think the Brighton game has given us a bit of stability within that as well. We need to build off that now. Maybe get that scrappy 1-0 win against the, the Hammers. We need to build off it, though. The next game, I think, it's pivotal to our season. If we yeah. lose the next game, we're going to be nowhere near. And then we're going to be fifth or sixth. And that's ridiculous for, for, for Conte. Conte is going to stay if he sees potential within the team and sees where the aspirations of the board are and the investment. We need a lot of investment. I, I feel that we can attract that. We can attract the investment. We can attract the team through, through having a, a, a fantastic manager, having a great infrastructure. But like Conte said, time and time again, you listen to him, he says the infrastructure's there, we need to have the team now to really show what Spurs are about at the moment. Mm. Darren, let's come to you. We, we talk about inconsistency. How are you feeling as a Spurs fan right now? Because the fact that we keep losing, winning, losing, winning, it's like every other game, um, you know, we, we have this process and then we're... We're we're all we're all sad for a weekend, and then we we're all up again, and then it's you know we we come down again like uh, against Manchester United at the weekend, and now we're all up again. How, how are you feeling right now? I mean, it's not good, you know. It's you, you know it's like it's not good. I mean, you get a win like today, and you know, but but I think I think the loss against Man uh, Man United has sort of taken the. I mean, don't taking the gloss off tonight does that make sense because I think I think we're all sort of still licking our wounds from that they're not that great and you know it was a Ronaldo masterclass it was you know Ronaldo FC you know gee it was Ronaldo FC and um uh we should have beaten them that they're they're not that good let's be honest they're not that good they were there for the taking so today was good um in answer to your question um it's up and down up and down and I think uh, Rich said it you know you know, when they say we're by far the greatest team the world has ever seen, we're not. We're really not. We're not top top four. And if we get there, it will be um, it will be more more luck than judgment. Sorry, <laughs> a miracle. <laughs> it will be a miracle. But um, I, I think you know, and I don't want to say oh next season, next season because it's it's the old Spurs thing, isn't it? Next season, next season. But I think. Um, uh, Rich is right. And, and regarding what you were talking about, the wing backs and, and the team picking itself, you are right. But let's not forget that Doherty slash Royal, I don't think they're there on merit. <laughs> 
Do you know what I mean? They're not there on merit. They're there because we've got no other bloody option. So until we can sort those positions out and absolutely get players who will be there on merit, then we're going to have this roller coaster because we are where we are. We are where we are. And um, yeah, I think I think they're right. I think the West Ham game is absolutely pivotal. If 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 we win that, you know, two games in a row, and then we kick on. Um, especially after Arsenal's loss tonight. If we if, if we lose that, you know, if our heads are dropping as fans, imagine what the teams are like coming out, you know, getting yeah. on the team bus every bloody week. God almighty. Must be awful for them. Frank, let's come to you. Um, now, in the fifth minute of the game, Harry Kane closed the goalkeeper down and uh, seemed to miss a very, very easy chance that, you know, all of us would probably put our mortgage on saying that Harry Kane would finish. Were you surprised? I was stunned. Um, I couldn't believe it. I, I literally could not believe what I saw. But, I mean, it happens to the best of them. You've seen, you know, great players who, who achieve greatness do miss sitters. And tonight he achieved greatness. We can't forget that he's now broken Wayne Rooney's record for most yeah. of Wayne goals in Premier League history. Um, I mean, I saw a really distasteful tweet. I think it was Paddy Power when that, when that came up on Twitter. Said that, oh, that's another trophy for Kane to put in his... Uh, you know, his cabinet or whatever. But I thought, you idiots, he, he's now gone down in history. I mean, he can keep going with this record and keep this record for years because he's got, what, another five or six seasons in him, in my opinion, at the top level with the mm -hmm. way that he lives his life. But, yeah, it was a shocking miss, but he scored and he should have had a penalty at the end. I don't know why that wasn't given. That was bizarre. And um, he'll continue to yeah. get us goals. So, you know, if Harry Kane does miss a few chances, as he was at the beginning yeah. of the season... And Chris, you know, I've been on the show and the other pods that I do and shows that I do. I said, you've got to be a complete idiot to doubt the man. And um, yeah. I'm glad I've been proven right as the season's progressed because um, he did have a dodgy start today. He, he was poor for the first sort of half an hour or even the first half. Always getting yeah. stuck under his feet. He couldn't get the ball out of his feet. But in the second half, he stepped up. And that's what he's been doing for us since he, he burst onto the scene in, in the Spurs shirt. Uh, Mr. Reliable, he missed that chance, but he scored a, a, a top goal with his left foot tonight. And um, that's what he does. I think mentality-wise, I think mentality-wise, this season we've seen a, a shift with that kind of like kind of get your head into the moment. I've definitely seen like the first start, part of the season. I felt fitness-wise, he wasn't really engaged in the in in the games. I don't think he was really his head was in it. But after obviously he committed to kind of the cause, he's definitely there's been a mind shift around if he misses. Then he's gonna he's gonna make sure the next chance he makes he's mm. not gonna make the same mistakes. I've noticed that kind of mind shift, and there's been a couple of games where he's kind of come on, boys, we've just we've just conceded, but come on, everybody, minds back into it. Come on, we we can get back in this game. There's a lot of belief there with Harry this season. I've definitely seen a mind shift, and also I think that that kind of opportunity to weigh games, he's been kind of a little bit. Instead of on the front foot, he's been on the back foot a little bit. And that's been not just him. It's been some of the other players where away on a kind of a, a cold night in Brighton or wherever it's been, we've not been just on it like we've normally been on it. And so that's probably something that Conte, with his kind of really hard fitness regime, that's something that I'm sure he's looking at thinking, in some of our away games, are we really on it from the first minute? That's something maybe he can really improve. And Harry's probably one of the the players that probably is thinking about that as well. 
Mm. Rich, let's stay with you. Um, now, in the 15th minute, Harry Kane had a shot, went over the bar from distance. 16th minute, Benton Cove, a long distance clearance over our bar, which I thought was quite bizarre. Um, and, and then uh, in the 37th minute, um, Romero got our first goal. Um, I think everyone thought that it was Kulishevsky. Um, an interesting one because Regulon to Son to Kulishevsky deflected onto Romero. Do you think he, he knew much about it? Well, no chance was he. He's, <laughs> he's just in the way. That's it. And and that's the thing, isn't it? As I think you, you're going to accept those. As players, you're going to go, yeah, thanks. I'm sure he's got a little bit of a, a scoring bonus as well to come as well for that. But um, obviously, he has, I think, for the team, brought that energy, hasn't he? Both Kulisewski, uh Romero, I think Romero with a bite in the tackle. And I, th- I think he's obviously got a bit of a bit of crap about the stuff with... Um, Obviously, Maguire. Um, but who cares? Who cares? You want players are going to get stuck in. Do you know what? The, the, the best thing about going to the old White Hart Lane was when you, uh, a player is running down the wing from the opposition and then one of our wing-backs or centre-backs like, wipes them out and then the crowd get behind the team and that kind of real grit and determination. That's what we want. And Kulisewski, I think he's going to be something. He's going to be a player where we're going to actually go. Actually, he's a bit of a diamond, and we need to protect him. But also, mm. has he found his kind of real true position yet? Maybe not. Maybe he'll be the, the player that fits behind Kane. He's got a great use of the ball. He's strong as hell. He's like a right bullet bullet a gate. And also, he his will to win. He's obviously been in a great Juventus side. Yes, they dismissed him as a player. But I feel he's he's got a, he's he's going to be somebody that proves those those uh, uh, those doubters wrong. I think he's a great find, great great find. Twenty one years old. He's got bad. Yeah, twenty one. Yeah, exactly. Wow. IQ is superb. The way that he, he sees the picture, the way that he looks after yeah, the low ball. center of gravity. Great player. Different to, to what we've had with Lucas and and Stephen Bergwijn. For sure. And yeah. uh, going back just quickly to what Rich said about Romero. We've been called by Jose in the infamous documentary, The Nice Team. Managers have said that we're too passive. We've now got... He's an animal, remember? Yeah, we need yeah. to smash players, yeah. <laughs> and I think he'll frustrate us and he'll do cynical things that you'll sit there and go, oh, why have you done that? But it's the yeah. Premier League. It's, you have to be aggressive. We, uh, we, we lack... We lack and it's a stupid thing to say, but we lacked yellow cards because for a period, like we weren't getting... You know, there was no wallop. And now we're getting a few, and it's like, thank you. You know, it shows heart, it shows desire, it shows getting stuck in. We don't want to be the nice, pretty boys because, we, you know, we, we can't pass it. Doesn't win football matches, Darren. No, it doesn't. In You're match. absolutely right. You know, and now we've got, and I'll use my favourite phrase, you can do the Darren buzzword bingo, bit of shithousery. There you go. <laughs> you know, and that's that's what we want, and that's why I like Reggie because you know, as as well as being, you know, he, he's fast, he's pacey, you know, he beats people, he, he will put a ball in, but he's got that needle, and I like that about him, and I think that um, how old how old's Reggie? Twenty three. Twenty three. Okay, so he's got time, and he's got time to develop, and you know, bulk up and, and get get even more needle. Great, that's what we need. We, that's what we need. We can't be rolled over and have our tummies tickled every bloody match. <laughs> I think when people when, we, when people talk about the Spursy thing, I think it's that softness. You know what I mean? That yeah. we kind of go ahead against teams and then we just kind of lay back or we sit back and let the other teams come on to us. 
I think now we need to kind of be confident, but also be strong in the tackle and make sure we kind of show teams that we're not pissing about anymore. We're, prop- we're a proper team and we're going to go places in the future. Was it Rich? Was it um? Was it was it um? Ferguson, the quote who said, uh, "I think when they were we, they were two 0 down or something," and they said, "Don't worry, lads, it's Spurs." And they it's only it. Tottenham. Yeah. It's only Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 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 yeah, and that, that that's that's the mentality. That, that that's the sort of Roy Keane, you know, way of thinking. Oh, it's only Spurs. We can beat yeah. them. It's only Spurs. It's only Tottenham. It's so nice though, Darren. Isn't it? The fact that we've had two new signings in the January transfer window. They've both hit the ground running, and they both look like they have been with the club for months, if not years. Yeah. Well, I've I've said it to you, but I mean it's worth saying again on 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 the chat. So forgive me for repeating myself, Chris. But you did um you did a chat when we first when we we first signed Kulishevsky and Bentacor, yeah. and um it was an Italian fan and a Spanish journalist. I forget who it was, and my head sunk because it sounded like they knew what they were talking about. And they said, "There's a reason that Juventus let them go." They said yeah. they are they they are average at best. And I was like, "Oh, yeah, they were <laughs> You see that? Yeah, there was something like there. You see, Juventus just got popped three 0 by Villarreal with a team of ex Tottenham players. Oh God! Well, there you go. And and I remember I was watching it on a bus, like watching this video, and I was thinking, oh bloody, are these 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 knowledgeable Italian journalists, you know, slamming these players? And you're absolutely right. You know, we've got we've got two great signings there, and they can only get better. Would would you not say with all three of you? This is a question to you as well, Chris. Would Benton Cobb be your man of the match tonight? You're fantastic. Uh- I thought he was great, but I would actually give it to Harry Kane just for for his passing and, he, and his mm. goal as well. And, of course, breaking that record. But I thought Benton Kerr was excellent. Mm. Yeah, and the strength mm, and even the um, decision-making, especially in midfield. I think sometimes Hoiberg's decision-making has been a little bit kind of... It's been more passive. And I think Benton Kerr brings something where he's driving that ball forward. And also, you can see the intent with him. You can also see that he's got two great feet. And whether that's in our box or moving that ball through the lines. And this so is I the thing, going back to Darren's comment, I read a thread on Twitter from a, an expert who'd been watching Benton Kerr. I mean, I, he was a player that I'd seen. I didn't know a lot about Kulisevsky, but I was very excited about the Benton Kerr signing. And he compared Benton Kerr to Winks in this yeah. thread. So no. they're very similar. Nothing like him. Nothing yeah, like him. Nothing like each other. So it no. just goes to show some of these so-called experts, they give yeah. their verdict and it means nothing. Benton yeah. Kerr's a good-looking lad as well, so. He is. Well, <laughs> Antonio Conte has said uh, Kulishevsky is shown to be a fantastic prospect. He's only 22 years old. You can see that he is strong physically, good talent. They're helping us a lot. Um, he then went on to talk about Harry Kane and said, Harry Kane is starting to understand with the team. He needs every game, many chances to improve his record and score. Um, Frank, let's come to you. I want to talk a little bit more about Kulishevsky because just before... Uh, the half-time break in the 43rd minute. Kulishevsky came close to making it 2-0 uh, for Tottenham. A defensive error. Um, left foot shot. Goalkeeper saved. Um, I'll tell you what, if the score was 0-0, and, uh, you know, or even if we had lost that game uh, tonight, um, we'd have probably been cursing him. That was a glorious chance, wasn't it? Fantastic chance. He's one-on-one. He's got time to pick his spot and think. Mm. And uh, it was frustrating in the first half because we, we should have really been out of sight. Um we started well and then we let them come back into it. But it's positive that we're creating Kulisevsky those chances um, to miss in the first place. But his, his impact's been brilliant. I mean, the fact, even against Manchester United, his cross that won the penalty, um, he's he come in instantly and he's put numbers up. And the numbers that he's put up have surpassed 
the likes of Steven Bergwijn, the likes of Lo Celso, the likes of Tangi on Mbele. Um, yeah. Players who spent a lot of money on and didn't hit the ground running. And every Spurs fan I speak to has said to me, how refreshing is it that we've got two new signings that have slotted straight into the team seamlessly mm. and have improved us? And um, I'll let him off for that chance, although he has to bury that because um, he's been composed in, in those situations. He always does tend to make the right decision, in my opinion. And uh, unfortunately... It's good, it's good to miss those when we win, though, isn't it? It's good to miss those when we win. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And as Chris said, you make a great point, Chris. You know, in, in, a, in a bigger game against a harder team, maybe even Anfield away, um, it's yeah. nil-nil early in the game. He misses that. We get punished. But I, I don't want to be too critical of him because I thought he played well again tonight, um, mm -hmm. although he should have got a goal um, from, from that chance. Mm. Bruce, let's come to you. Now, just before half-time, Harry Kane was brought uh, down outside the Brighton box. And I thought, interestingly, who is going to take this free kick? Harry Kane steps up again. Um, for you, who should be on the Tottenham Hotspur free kicks? Because I bring this subject up every single chat and, and wow. Harry Kane still seems to be over the ball. James yeah. Ward-Prowse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Bruce, it's a great question. I it... I'll, I'll, I'll ask you another quick question so, so you can answer. Are we the worst side in the Premier League at taking direct free kicks in and around the box? We must be. The, the amount of chances we, that we've had and that we've not converted, and surely now we need to think about that position for the future. Come on. When, yeah. when either Kane or Dyer is taking the free kicks, I'm going, for fuck's sake, like, you know it's going to go into the wall. It's, it's, it, they're not specialists. That, 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 that scenario is for somebody like a war prowse, like Darren said. And I've been on the, the pod with Darren loads of times, and Darren has said, uh, war prowse, somebody that's adds something to the team like that. If you're getting somebody that's, that's adding 20 goals a season, even mm. if it's 12 goals a season from those positions, how many free kicks have we had in those positions? And we've got nothing. We've, we've not even got like a... Uh, like a, a rebound off somebody off the wall or into into the top yeah. corner. Nothing, nothing yeah. at all. It's been a, an, a, a it's a laughing joke. Sonny obviously corners. Yeah, he's he's got some uh, great ability there. I think even from the corners, we've not been as proficient as we should have been. But free kicks is a laughing stock. Do Do you think that no one has the bottle to actually take the ball off Harry Kane because? Surely, you know, when it's gone on for this long and how many free kicks that Harry Kane has, uh, has missed, it, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? It's just not about the ability. You just look at it. It's like, who's, who in the team's got the ability? Who, who, who? Who's going to step up apart from Harry? Harry's obviously, clearly, within those positions, thinks that he's the most able. But unfortunately, you look at his record, it's terrible. But who's, mm. who's doing it in training? When they're on the training pitch and they're lining it all up with the with yeah. the dummies. I mean, who's actually who's with actually the you know, I'm not talking about us four. Who's um who, who's who's doing it? Like who's Aaron, do you know I've seen videos of Spurs training, you know, on the socials and so on. And it's yeah. always Eric Dyer that seems to be the one that sticks him in the top corner. Right. Yeah. Harry Kane has got to have more self-awareness, in my opinion, unless we are that bad that there is nobody literally who can stick one in from a free kick because he can't. It's the only thing he can't do. But in my opinion, he has to be a bit more self-aware because, Chris, you might even have the stats somewhere. How many free kicks has he had, direct free kicks, since he last... How many has he taken since he last scored from one? Do you know that? Well, 
Well, the the last one I remember, Frank, is when he really burst onto the scene. That was Aston Villa away, and that, and that was what really kickstarted his career. Deflected. Yeah. Yeah, it was mm. deflected. Yeah, it was deflected. You're right. And Addy Bayor was in the team at that point. <laughs> That's how it long we're talking. Right. Says wow. it all. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it playing and he was useless. Um, mm. Right, Darren, let's come to you. Let's talk about Tottenham's second goal because there was a shout for a handball. Uh, Hoybier um, apparently hit his hand. Um, and then, of course, um, Harry Kane broke the Premier League record, 95 away goals in the Premier League, breaking Wayne Rooney's record. What did you make of that goal? Because what an absolutely fantastic ball from Rodrigo Bentancur. Great. And and that's, and, you know, that's what we were saying, you know, he's, he, he's slotted well. Not only is he great at breaking up play and, you know, but he's got that vision. He's, he looks forward, you know, if that had been Winks, you know, it'd, it'd have been in Loris's hands. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, a fantastic ball and, um, uh, yeah, great near post. I thought he was going to cut across, but he didn't. He probably gave him the eyes and went near post. I thought that was quite cheeky of uh, of Kane, actually. But yeah, great. And as long as, long as you've got people like who are, you know, it's what it's like, it's what we've been crying out for. People like Benton Core who want to get the ball forward for Christ's sake. I'm fed up with this side to side, side to side, and. Going off the subject slightly, you know, that, that, that what pisses me off about Doherty. I don't think he did a decent forward pass tonight. But, yeah, absolutely right. Um, great vision by Benton Court and a lovely finish by um, by Kane. Um, and I, I've, I've written down, because I always make notes, you know, when I when I know I'm coming on here. Um, and I've put a great ag- aggressive play by Romero um, leading up to the goal. You know, just that wallet. Great. Really good. <laughs> Forward thinking, forward thinking. That's what we want. Don't care what we do. Just fucking get it forward, for God's sake. I've had seasons with it going side and backwards. We're done with all that now. Come on. Come on! Frank, let's come to you. Now, in the 72nd minute, um, Harry Kane, with, I'll tell you what, what a wonderful ball it was to Sergio Regulon. And another mm. moment where he just had to score. Um, these fullbacks are getting into a lot of goal-scoring positions. So whoever is playing at fullback, whether it be Matt Doherty and Sergio Regulon, you know, they've got to find their finishing boots because I think that they're going to have a number of opportunities from now until the end of the season. And as we said, you know, if it is a really important moment in a really important game, which they're all important now until the end of the season, they've got to score. But Regulon, he had to score that, didn't he? He had to. And um, I think if you look at history, Matt Doherty did, did do it for Wolves. He did yeah. score. I think he was the second highest scoring right fullback for two or three seasons Don't in the Premier League. Don't talk to me about Matt Doherty. <laughs> but I'm, I'm saying, he, again, I'm not saying that he's at the required quality we need to, to move forward. But Chris is right. They're going to get opportunities between now and the end of the season. And if you think, uh, again, I know we're a long way off the Liverpools, the Chelsea's and, and the Manchester cities, but if you look at the quality that they have from their yeah. wing areas, if they were playing with somebody like Harry Kane, they'd score even more goals and, and create even more chances. But it's something that they have to, if I'm regular and I'm looking at this now, I'll be doing extras in training and working on my shooting, ball coming across on my left, drilling it back low, coming you know back the way it went, so to speak, across the goal. And, and working on that because they will get opportunities. And for them personally, it's an opportunity for them to add to their, their stats and their goal tallies and, and so on. And um, we, need, we need better. We, we can't keep um, having these same conversations week on week saying, oh, Regulon's missed another great chance or, you know, it's frustrating. And um, we, that, that's something that needs improving on. And it's down to me, to those individuals, to do the extras, do the training drills, 
and um, and and improve themselves here because they will get chances in this in this side. Can I just say, so, so, am I correct? Son was on on the middle, wasn't he? He was he was unmarked. He could have pulled yeah. it back. To, yeah. It's a good chance. I agree, but it's still a good chance, Darren. For yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's in behind. He's one on one. He's he's made the wrong decision. He's got to hit that low and hard across to the back post. He's got to drill mm. that, and um, and that's just down to again what you do on the training ground. Mm. And maybe confidence as well. Maybe confidence in those positions is is, is not just confident in those one on ones. And like you said, uh, Frank, that maybe he just needs to do some more work uh, on the training field moving forwards. Um, it's 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 one of those things, isn't it, where you kind of you go. That's a key moment of a of a game. Look, yes, we won two 0 but that could be a real key moment. And we're a counter attacking team at the moment. We counter. We clearly play that counter attacking. So Regulon Doherty, their finishing needs to be on point. If not, again, they're not they're not good enough. Well, it's not only that, Rich. We've got a goal difference now of plus eight. West Ham have got plus 12. Uh, yeah. Of course, a difference of four goals. So, you know, in tonight's game, you could, you could argue saying that we could have scored four, five or six goals tonight easily. Um, I'm sure, sure that's, been, and that's been other games as well. You look at the other games that yeah. we've had as well, that we've, we've missed those opportunities where, yes, we, we beat Leeds 4-0 and we could have been five or six up against Leeds. And yes, we could have conceded one or two. I think we could have won five or six uh, by five or six against Leeds due to lack of confident finishing or just missed opportunities. For Everton, Rich, what about Everton? Yeah, we I know, stopped playing I know. for the last twenty minutes. Dick we them, didn't we? Didn't we? <laughs> seven yeah. or eight past seven. Yeah, yeah. 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 Rich, you 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 said don't talk to me about Matt Doherty. Um, why not? Don't you think he's improved under Conte? We're not in that position though. Not in that position. I was like. Um, I, I, looked, I looked at him the other day and I was like, going, you're not a wing back there. You, you, you kind of, you, you floated into that Ericsson role. I'm going, you're pinging the ball about left, right and centre. And I'm going, that's great against a weaker team. But do your job. I've always said, you need to have strong players in a position that do their jobs, that defend well. If you're wing backs, it's great going forward, but you need to be able to defend. And do we need to look at other options there as well? Can Lucas play one of those roles? Maybe can he be? Can be? Can he be a wing back in the team? I think we just Doherty. I just against the better teams. I just think he looks weak. Um, and also that we bought him for certain uh, for certain kinds of play, and he can't really do that. I just think he's quite slow. And I'm a sprinter, so I know what speed is. He gives the ball away, Rich. I was, I was, you know, when you go through periods of a game, you just sort of focus on one player and just sort of, you know, like play a cam. And I was looking at Doherty and he gives the ball away loads. It's like, fucking hell, man. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's, frustrating, it's frustrating as a fan. Gents, we need better at right wing back than the For two. Sure. Yeah. Like, um, like regardless of now, mate. Yeah. If we've got aspirations for Champions League, we need, we're obviously not, like you're saying, Frank, we need obviously better quality. Well, whoever bought Matt Doherty in was was thinking that he that that form that was with Wolves is going to transfer to Spurs. But mm. Wolves and Spurs are clearly different teams with different expectations. Totally, mm. I agree. But it was Jose Mourinho. Do you know what though? In, in the Amazon, <laughs> yeah. do you remember Matt Doherty? And this is typical Spurs. Always used to play well against us. He actually scored against us. Yeah. And I remember in that documentary, Jose Mourinho was really passionate, saying Matt Doherty's so aggressive. 
And there was that part. And I think that, that was why he signed him. But we signed him and as a right back, not a wing back. He'd come no, from yeah, a yeah. as Rich said, with different expectations at Wolves, lower expectations, worked his way up. He'd been with them in the championship. So he was very comfortable at Wolves. And I think he's just not stepped up to the plate at Spurs. It didn't help that he came in playing a completely different system. He's definitely not a right back in a back four. And unfortunately, his confidence has just been drained uh, during his time at Spurs. And I think recently, Conte's trying to bring that back. And and you probably, Chris, to be fair, could say that there have been improvements in Matt Doherty. But mm-hmm. yeah. um, he's not good enough for where we want to be, no. if we're being blunt no. and, and totally honest. And yeah. we need to do better at right wing back. And that's yeah. and that's been the that's been the uh, conversation about Harry Winks as well all the time. Like we need to move him on. Don't keep him in the team if, we, if he's not good enough. Move him on and let the lad flourish at another team. It's just yeah. it's a sentimentality, isn't it? You know that some mm-hmm. you know we stick with players because of you know especially Winks, you know, being one of our own, so to speak. But you're right, like just let him go, like let him fly yeah. the nest. Darren, Richard mentioned uh, Lucas Moura there, which, of course, since uh, Kuliszewski's coming to the team, Lucas Moura seems to be getting very limited minutes. Is there a part of you that feels sorry for him a little bit? Um, well, you think about what he did against Ajax, you know, and, and the joy he's given us since he's been at Tottenham. But I think on merit, I, you know, um, has been said already, I, just, I think he, uh, Kuliszewski, I think, just offers more. I just think he offers more and, and his layoff. Is better. He he he'll 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 f- make a forward run. He'll check. He'll stop. He'll hold up the plate. Look around. Cut in. A nice pass. He's got all that in his locker. Whereas um, uh, Lucas, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's like shit off a shovel when he goes. You know, you can't you can't catch him. But he runs down blind alleys. And and yes, he'll get, give us you know the odd free kick outside the area, which is great. But it's his final ball. And I'm not. It's a, I'm slightly intrigued why that hasn't um that has never sort of been addressed in training or or a previous manager has said okay lucas like you get to a certain point you need to be looking up and seeing who's around you because as as as, as great as it is that is you're making up ground and getting into their territory um you know you, you're losing the ball too much for our liking but from what i've seen of kulichevsky um he's just got he's got He's just more solid. He seems to be more aware, a better footballing brain for me. Just like aware of 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 what's around him, seeing where everyone is. Stop cutting in. He's got a wicked left foot. Um, yeah, I think he's there. Much on better touch, Darren. Yeah, he's got much better touch. Yeah, and as yeah. I said earlier, looks after the ball so much better. He gets you up the pitch, and I know yeah. Lucas can get you out of his pace. Yeah, but he just looks after the ball so much better for me. The the actual quality on the football. Is is there's a massive no, noticeable difference between those two? Mm. Yeah. yeah, Frank, let's stay with you. Um, in the 86th minute, there was a funny clearance from uh, Hugo Lloris. He hit D- Eric Dyer straight on the back of the head with his bandage on. Poor guy. He, he apologised to him <laughs> moments later. Um, in stoppage time, um, Kuliszewski went off. Stephen Bergvine went on. Um, now with this starting eleven, um, I mentioned Lucas Mora there. Stephen Bergvine is another one. Very limited game time. Do you think that they will get much of a look in from now until the end of the season? Only if there's injuries. I mean, there'll be bench players and the, the fixture list now, I think this is one of the last times we'll play three games in seven or eight days. So, barring any injuries, no, they're not going to start football matches. Um, and, and as Darren said, they've got to be there on merit and, and they haven't been, have they? I mean, when have they ever had an extended period of form 
where yeah. we've all sat there and said they've been brilliant for us for half a season, 15 games, 10 games or, or whatever, hasn't happened. So, um, no, I can't see that, Chris, to be completely honest with you. And on the Hugo Lloris matter, it, it saddens me to say, because as an actual shot stopper goalkeeper, he's he's brilliant, but he's still, his big age, he's been the captain of France, cannot kick a football. And he's another one why I do not know, as an experienced pro, why he's not doing extras getting two youth team players to close him down and playing out, clipping balls to wide areas. Because we, we've said it, Chris, in discussions in our group chats and, and whatnot, that if he could kick, then he probably wouldn't have been at Spurs for this long. But no. that was mm. ridiculous. What was he doing? I think he's really weak on on corners, on crosses, isn't he? I think if, if the opposition team pressure him in the box, he seems to be very poor. He's, he's not corners. too bad at that, though, Rich. I think his biggest weakness is definitely his kicking under pressure. On the ball, and, yeah. Um, yeah. It does, it hinders us in a sense that when you're playing out from the back, particularly with a back three, you like to build up from the back. When you've got a goalkeeper who can't beat a press with his kicking or can't clip the balls through the passing lanes or to wide areas, automatically the whole team has to drop back 10 yards because Eric Dyer has to yeah. take the ball off his feet and it sets you back. It doesn't get you up the pitch quick enough. And if you look at the likes of Liverpool and City, I know their goalkeepers are special with the ball at their feet, but even Arsenal now, their goalkeepers can beat the first press and the second press with a with a with yeah. a quality pass, and straight away the team follows the ball. And instead of being ten yards too deep from where you should have been, you're now twenty yards up the pitch. Mm. It makes a huge, huge difference. If you who would you take then? Who would you take? Um, we've been linked with Unai Simon, um, who is the number one goalkeeper for the Spanish team over De Gea for that reason because he's brilliant with his feet. And that's why he took the highest place. But the, the way that they sell goalkeepers, if you look at Kepa to Chelsea, I don't think we're going to pay what they want. So it, it's a tough question. And, and I, I trust Paratici and, and Conte, if they're going to do that, or if Conte is going to be around by the time Lloris leaves. I, I don't know the, the permutations there, but I do believe that um, we're going to have to replace Hugo soon. And, um, yeah. and there's not many great goalkeepers about, if I'm being totally honest with you. Not that I know of anyway. Mm. Rich, let's come to you. Now, in the 93rd minute, Harry Kane in the penalty box went down. Um, penalty for you? Have we been getting those, though, recently? I'd like to think it was a penalty. It, it looked like it was, but have we been getting those recently? Um, it looked like a stonewall penalty. I, I can't believe mm. that that wasn't given. Mm. 2-0 up, I think it was... I think the referee was... It was an easy, easier decision not to give it because it was at home to Brighton. Um to, to me, it looked like um, the referee had to give us the penalty uh, and had to point to the spot. Mm. But again, you just look at... There's been... The last couple of weeks, there was one that Newcastle were denied the other week. And I'm going, how how has that not been, re, uh, mm. been referred to VAR and then overturned? I just don't understand. I don't understand the rationale be, behind I it. I think it did. I think it did, though, Rich. And I think that they cleared it up so quickly. And it's like... How yeah. on earth you cleared up so yeah. quickly? And, and if they think that Harry Kane has died, then surely a yellow card must be given. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it, Chris. Have you seen the video? Yeah, yeah I've a, seen it. Yeah. It was a complete 100% penalty. He, he hacked his legs away from him and he went over. I mean, you know what Harry's like. It, yes, he holds the the ball up to try and win the odd free kick. That's, that's part of Harry's game. But yeah. if you get him anywhere near the penalty box, and he's going to try and score, for God's sake. He doesn't go over in the penalty box. So, so why, do you, think it, why do you think it wasn't given then? Do you think it was... God knows. A... I don't know. And you're well, right. The VAR got, got was, was was so quick. Dismissed it. 
bizarre. If that was nil-nil, I think it's given. I really do. Mm. It's nil-nil because yeah. it's almost like they just wanted to get off home. Yeah, but why? I don't. I don't. What's the um? What's the rationale you were saying about um two nil up against? What what difference does that make? If it's a penalty, it's a penalty. I don't understand. I, know. I agree. Yeah, I just, I just. No, I just it's a genuine question. I don't. I don't understand the logic of why they may not give it. I, I just think sometimes referees are just like the influenced on the actual positions of the the game at the time. I've seen right. it a couple of times before. I just. I just don't know if referees go. It's it's a it's against a home team. The t- team's losing two 0 It's ninety third minute. I, I think I think a lot of the, the referees at the moment are very weak in their decision making, mm. and they're not wanting to make that positive decision. It's a penalty, and if it's not, VAR is going to then revoke that position. I've seen it three or four times, and I'm going, why don't you give that? If you if, if it, it it looked to me as though he didn't give it because he wasn't brave enough. He wanted to get to his car before his windows were put in by the Brighton fans. I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> bizarre, Chris. Chris, it was a it really was bizarre a... decision. Yeah. Poor. I think he's froze. Is he froze? He's frozen. Chris. Who's going to fill in as, as, as host? Yeah, no, you're, you're you're watching the the Darren Altman Radio Hour. We've got uh, Richard and uh, Frank. Uh, oh God, here we go. Sorry, carry on. Sorry, sorry, my connection went. Um, Darren, let's come to you now. In the 94th minute, Harry Kane with another fantastic pass to Sergio Reguilon forced a good save from the goalkeeper. Another chance that Sergio Reguilon should have scored. Yeah, I mean, the only thing is, I mean, to be fair, if he's on his left and he's left-footed and the goal is coming out, it. it it, it is tricky. It is tricky to, to score those. I mean, you, I know when Kane does it, his, his angles are unbelievable. Like, it defies logic. But, I mean, they are tricky ones to get if you're left-footed and the keeper's coming out. But, I mean, yeah, the pass... You would have been saying that if it was nil-nil. So, no, yes, that is, yeah, that is true. But, I mean, sometimes you just have to think, well, you know... It's tricky, but yeah, those those balls that Kane was pinging tonight was unbelievable. Defense splitting, just just unbelievable. Those those balls. But now, like I said, you know, if if we're faced with teams that don't come out, um, you know, this I think that that's worth discussing actually. Like like Frank said, a lock picker. Yeah. A well, lock picker. After the game this evening, Tottenham Hotspur have put a, uh, a poll out saying, who is your man of the match? Romero, Harry Kane, Benton Kurt and Hoybier. Now, I just want to throw it out there. Now, Oliver Skip, um, a key player who is currently out at the moment. Antonio Conte absolutely loves him. Um, now, with Hoybier and Benton Kerr, both good performances this evening. Frank, let's start with you. When Oliver Skip comes back, does he walk straight back into this team? If he does, who comes out? Mm, it would obviously be Hoybier because um, Bentancur offers something that none of the other three have got in that in the two-man oh. central midfield positions that Conte likes to play. So Bentancur's going to be the first name on the team sheet for that position because of what he offers. So it will be between Hoybier and, and Skippy, in my opinion. But it, it, it depends on Hoybier's form because we all know it. He's not been at his best this season. It's not been a vintage season from Hoybier. Um, he's only recently really picked up his, his, his form. Um, I think a lot of his, his poor performances have been to do with the fact that him and Winks do not go well together. Um, he has to cover Winks's um, inefficiencies quite often. Um, and I think that 
the beginning of next season, if everybody's fit, I think it will be Skippy and Bentoncourt. I do. I, mm. I just think Skip's got so much potential. Um, as you've said to me before, Chris, from the age of 13, 14, everyone at Spurs, you who'd, who'd seen him, knew he was going to be a bit of a, a star. He'd always played up in age. And yeah. I just think he's got lots of quality and he's got so much room for improvement. But it's a good headache to, and a good problem to have at the moment. Yeah. Hoybier on tonight's performance, Hoybier and Bentoncourt, have done well. I thought Hoybier played well at Old Trafford. I did. I thought he was one of our best players. So it's a it's a good problem to have. I just think that the the obvious one is that we, we have to sell Winks and and get an upgrade there. And then we've got four decent options um, and balanced options okay. in our centre midfield. Are you laughing did Anthony, at? Tell you, did Anthony tell you to say that? No, he didn't. But come on, Chris, come on. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not going to do a segment about Harry Winks because this isn't a personal vendetta, but he's just good enough for, for my football club. And, and no, for where we're 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 and well, um, we won't we won't talk about him tonight. We won't, we won't. And if you're listening, and um, yeah, <laughs> obviously he's he's not his biggest fan. And, and again, it's nothing personal on Harry Winks. I just think we could do better. And and you know, it's an obvious one for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rich, um, what do you think about Pierre Mihoybier? Do you think he'll be a Spurs player next season? Oh, um, it just depends on the development of, of Skippy. Like you said, if, if, if we're looking to the future, and clearly he is, he's looking like a future Tottenham captain. Um, he looks like he's, he's, he's got the attributes to uh, really drive the team forwards. Um, I think if you're looking at, at the moment, Hoiberg, Banzikor, the, the the players that would for me be in those two positions, uh, Skippy wouldn't jump straight back in the team. But I think his drive and his energy. Um, would, but I also think that he's he's starting to pick some of the leadership qualities that Hoiberg did last season. I think um, looking at what Skippy was given us um, in the first couple of games when he did play, I, I was feeling that he developed uh, not only just the, the the kind of drive on the ball, but also that leadership quality that we need as a team. Um, Hoiberg, well, he's going to be here next season. I, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure actually. I think well, has he has he. Uh, Reach the the milestone that obviously he's done a couple of seasons with Spurs, and now we upgrade. Um, my my issue with Hoiberg has been his uh, his speed. He looks sometimes very sluggish on the ball, getting caught in possession. But um, I was impressed in that first season when he was brought in. I was like, I didn't didn't know a lot about him. I didn't know a lot about what he brings to the team uh, on the ball and off the ball. Um, Benzikor obviously is a lot fitter, a lot faster, and also his tackling is superb. Where Hoiberg, I think, sometimes is very clumsy, and he's he's he's, he's got into this kind of pulling players back. Um, and and I think I think the last two or three times he's got yellow cards, it's been in the first half. So yeah. so for me, I, I think it's it's maybe something that we look look in, but it's not when we've got so many other positions that we need to fill. Yeah. Oyberg might be there next season. Might be here, sorry. I agree. I think we've we got bigger problems than... than bigger fish, <clears> yeah. Yeah, yeah, completely. Can't replace Hoybier and Winks. The no. obvious one is Winks. And, and as you, you guys have said, we've got more more pressing priorities and I, I can probably guarantee Hoybier will be here next season. Yeah. 
Darren, are you surprised how much we've missed Oliver Skip? Um, the fact that he played in the Championship for Norwich City last season. Um, are you surprised at how much we've missed him? Um, well, he, like I think, um, like Bentoncourt and, and Kulishevsky, like he's he's he, he, you know since he's had his first team place, he's just got stuck in, hasn't he? He's just he's 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 got his position. He plays the way Conte wants him to play, and he's aggressive, and he's forward-thinking, and um, we lack that at the moment. You know, all this, you know, whether it's Winks or Hoiberg, you know, and, and not every pass, I, you know, I'm not that naive, has to be a forward pass and, and, a, and a route to goal. Occasionally, you have to take stock of where you are in a game. But, I mean, with with um, Skip, he's just got that that vision and that, you know, he's he's he's, he's bulked up and he's... You know, he's not afraid to put in a hard tackle. And I think, yeah, you're right. We we have missed him. Absolutely. And I think when he comes back, hopefully, um, you know, if he does sit with Bentacore in the middle, then you know, we'll have we'll have a, a bloody solid uh buffer for our defense. Definitely. It's a good pivot, Darren. You're yeah. right, totally. And um he's very out of all the centre midfielders we've got, he's the best one at pressing and, and shutting out danger and, and sort of supporting the wide areas and he, he's brilliant for that Skippy and he's only going to get better Fills in well. Fills in well. 22? 21? Skip? 21 right. I think, yeah. There Frank, you are you concerned about Hunmin Son's form? Yes. For the running, it's, it's a concern. Um, I think that I agree with the lads what they said earlier. I think he's knackered. He's had no rest. Who have we rotated with for the last few seasons? He's been running to the ground. I'd like to see how many minutes he's played. I know he had the, the injury um, under Jose. It was quite a bad one, wasn't it, with his hamstrings? And I think we've also probably got to assess that because when you have such an injury, Richard will know this a lot more than myself, well, it affects your sprinting when it's a hamstring or muscle injury and it's a rupture or a tear or the muscle comes off the bone. And I think possibly there's an element of that. Um, but he does something's not right. I think it is fatigue because... He's got so much quality. And um, at the moment, his decision-making's poor. He's overthinking. Um, even his goal against Everton, it was poor from Pickford. And he missed a couple of chances in that game. And um, mm. looking at the, the numbers, I know Kulisevsky's come in and improved that. And his numbers have been brilliant for how many minutes he's played. But our third top goal scorer this season is own goals. So, yeah. and, and Sonny's our second top goal scorer. So if we are to stand any chance of having a, a brilliant run and, and finish this season... We, we have to have him firing. So I don't know what the answer is, though, Chris, because do you drop him for West Ham? Do you take him? No, you don't. No, no, no. To be honest, you don't. So well, what he come to come out and said that he, he will not be dropping Hunmin Son. And yeah. that, that's, the, that's the point what I made about, um, you know, the, the starting eleven because you would think, you know, barring injuries... Conte will be playing this starting eleven for every single game. You know, I know arguably Oliver Skip could come back into the team, but, um, you know, 10 out of those 11 players would probably play in all 10 remaining Premier League games. And I can't cool. see Hunmin Son being dropped. And Conte said that he's not going to be dropping him. So, you know, what needs to change, Richard, in, in your opinion, with, with Sonny? Well, I think, the, I think the, uh, the problem with Sonny is that he's been overworked. He's recovering from an injury. He's had COVID. All these things uh, have made a, a massive difference to his performance level. And as we know, if you're playing like Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, then you need to have your recovery within your uh, your sessions. I don't think he's had any kind of rest, any kind of recovery. Uh, um, I think, obviously, 
he's a very much of a confidence player. You can tell he's obviously got the energy, got the bubbly, but he's very bubbly. But when when he's not actually firing, it kind of it, you can see it building. I can see it building on his. Uh, he's not he's not making as many kind of runs with the ball at all. Um, there might be a, an instance where he, he he does actually get rested for maybe a half. If we if we're doing that press against maybe West Ham, maybe he gets rested for the first half and then Sonny comes on as that impact player and then kind of Conte kind of gives him that license to kind of come on Sonny, look, you're the player that's going to win this. We kind of sneak that one nil, we take that away, and Sonny gets that goal. There's clearly something. There's an issue. I, I would say he is like obviously the the comment below, probably playing even less than eighty percent. I would say. Um, even down to that, how he's actually uh, moving with the ball, he doesn't seem to be actually those real darting runs where he's faster with the ball than a lot of other Premiership players without it. Mm. And I'm not seeing that at the moment. I'm seeing that he's getting closed down very quickly. Uh, he doesn't look like he's got as many options as he used to have. He used to be flying past players and he used to have lots of options where now he's getting caught on the ball. And he just looks like he's he's running out of ideas. And even even as Contestine is not not able to drop him, but I think sometimes when he when Sonny's on the on on the field, Conte feels he can't take him off the field when he's got maybe yeah. a couple of options on that would definitely be better in energy energy wise. I think Sonny, yeah. I think Sonny's definitely been overused. He was he was playing quite deep today. Like he wasn't making those runs that we're used to seeing. He, he he came quite deep. He didn't seem like whether it's confidence or tiredness, but he wasn't looking for the ball like we we're used to seeing. That was quite uh, quite bizarre. And I think I, I think I made a note in my uh, when I was making notes tonight. I think like in the first half an hour, I, I don't even did he touch it four or five times. He was completely yeah, missing. Weak. Bless him. Confidence as well. And yeah, I think his game's based on pace, as we all know. And um, obviously, fatigue affects the, the players who play that style than the ones who are more sort of footballers who don't necessarily do all the sprinting because his game is literally a game of sprints. That is Son's game. That's what he's based mm. on. So if you, if you are fatigued and you are jaded and tired for the reasons that Rich mentioned, COVID injuries, overplayed, then it's certainly going to affect uh, your game if that's your style of play. But in, yeah. uh, in the second half, when, when uh, Brighton came out and pressed and we saw, you know, Kane and Bentoncourt pinging those balls normally Sonny would be licking his lips it, yeah. you know yeah. he'd be all over it like a cheap soup there you go how's that oh, well, he, he, he loves the goal against West Ham so hopefully Sunday will be his day um Darren let's stay with you I want to get on to talking about the Harry Kane comments in the last couple of days and Antonio Conte's comments as well and get your opinions on these um Darren um Harry Kane said of course the manager is working as hard as he can and the players are working hard as well it's not a quick fix that happens overnight it takes time and understanding he needs to talk to the club and chairman to see what direction we need to go as a club what did you make of these Harry Kane comments Oh, my God, it's a project, isn't it? It's a project. It's a project. I mean, it's it's nothing that we don't already know. And, and Kane's coming out and saying it. I mean, I don't know. It's all about money and investment, isn't it? It's about it's about that, you know. Make it rain, Chris. I think that's, that's but, what is... But as know. soon as these comments were published, all of the media outlets, they're like, well, Harry Kane's now off to Manchester United. He's now off to Manchester City. Oh. Do, you, do you expect Harry Kane to leave in the summer? 
I, I, as long as Conte's there, no. I, I, I think that I think that with Conte, we've got a manager that we could win stuff, you know. But we need a pre-season and we need some players, you know. I know we say the same things, you know, week after week. So uh, I don't want to be a, a damp squib or, or boring, but you know, it's it, it. We all know what the problem is, you know. We need investment, we need money, we need upgrade on players, um, and I think as as long as Conte gets that. Uh, and gets the backing that he needs. Um, I, I can't see Kane leaving. But I mean, having said that, you know, I, I thought I thought Jose, you know, when he came, and I've said to you before, Chris, you know, you don't employ world class managers and then give them fuck all to to, to do with, you know. So uh, I have to back him, Darren. I have to. I have to. I have and, to. and there's an element of fan base that are upset with these comments, particularly from Conto, who, by the way, is asked the same questions every week. Yeah. So maybe our press officer has to address the media. Mm. So you've got to stop asking him these questions about his future and whether he's going to get back to or not, because this is where this narrative comes from, that he's just rubbishing the club and moaning and he's not happy. But Kane and Conte, their ambitions are aligned. They're winners. Kane particularly mm. wants to win trophies. He deserves to win trophies. So it's uh, there's an element of them, obviously, in my opinion, of them putting it to the board. So everybody knows they have to back this football club. We all know it. I mean, you'd be incredibly naive to not think that enough is enough. You cannot go on charging the ticket prices that we charge and not identifying targets and getting your targets in early. I'm talking June or July, not the last day of the window. It it shouldn't work like that. They're talking about Memphis Depay today. They said they're getting there early with him. No, I I can't see that personally. But, I mean, nobody leaves Barcelona for Tottenham if if you're playing regularly. Um, Come on, let's be whoever's in charge, whatever the situation is. But it is the, it's the typical conundrum that we go for every year. That mm. you know, are we going to get backed? Um, Arsenal done it last summer. They backed their manager. They spent more money than any other club in Europe. Arsenal they haven't been in Champions League for five years. Mm. Um, so there's no excuses for for us not to do that. And if they don't back Conte, and Conte leaves. I guarantee you Kane will put in a transfer request or it will be some extremity yeah. where he will want to leave this football club because he will think, I've had Jose, I've had Pochettino, we got close. I've had Jose Mourinho, serial winner. Obviously, he got on well with Jose, he's gone. And now if Conte went, that would be the straw that broke the camel's back. And I, I truly think the only chance we've got of keeping Kane is if Conte's happy at the beginning of the summer, mm. he's going to stay, he's going to get backed. And then Harry Kane says... I'm staying, and and that's my opinion. But I think that's no, no, no. I completely agree with you. But but the flip side of it, Frank, is is God forbid in a million years, if something happens and Conte walks, it 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 doesn't bear thinking about. We will be, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll come on and talk about Conte in a second, um, Frank. I just wanted to get your opinion on the whole Harry Kane saga, though, because of course last summer. The whole uh, the Manchester City thing, and everyone said, "Well, um, you know, Nuno Espirito Santo come in, and then of course Conte uh, has come in, and and thinking about winning a trophy, perhaps winning a trophy for Harry Kane, the first one at Spurs. He hasn't done that. It's going to be another trophyless season. Does that make a difference for Harry Kane, or is he now chasing the personal awards? And will he think that you know Antonio Conte is building something, and is he going to wait around for him to build it?" Possibly, because it seems to me from what he says and, and from what we hear, he's very, very happy with working with him, particularly with the way that he's he's helping him look after himself because we all know Conte's mad on, on nutrition and recovery. And, and John Terry tweeted the last word on Spurs' Twitter page. Do you remember, Chris? He said, uh, 
Uh, you'll enjoy Conte. I was in the best physical shape of my career under Antonio Conte. So there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of love between those two, in my opinion. But um, we're, we're in a quite lucky position in a sense that it seems to me Manchester City are going to get Haaland. Uh, Manchester United are not, haven't won a trophy for five years now. They're in absolute disarray. I'd be very shocked if he left us for Manchester United. Yeah. Um, he wouldn't go to Chelsea, in my opinion. He's not going to Arsenal. Um, Liverpool have got five attacking players. They've just shelled out a, a shed load of money for Luis Diaz. Um, and I can't see him going to Liverpool. And as we all know, he is obsessed with breaking Alan Shearer's goal-scoring record. So he's not going to leave the Premier League, in my opinion. Um, and and the biggest factor in what I've just said is the Haaland to Manchester City deal. It seems to be happening. And if that hadn't happened, I'd be very, very concerned and worried that he'd be going to Manchester City. But that has done us a huge favour that we managed to keep him from last summer and they seem to be looking elsewhere because otherwise yeah. we'd be in a bit of trouble. But he does deserve to win trophies, Chris. He does, mate, doesn't yeah. he? Um, for me, he's the best number nine in the world. Benzema Lewandowski could not do what he does at Tottenham Hotspur. And if he played in their teams, he'd get 50 goals a season. And I truly believe that. He's the best all-round number nine in the world. No one else can pass a football like him. No one else... Yeah. Has- both footed like him, um, and and just a general all round player. We're so lucky to have him at Tottenham. Um, and if we don't kick on and try and build to win trophies with this man in our team, this fantastic world class football player, then we're, we're crazy. Mm. Yeah, I, I I just feel gutted, really, Frank. The the fact that you know the the managers and the players that have have come to our football club and left the football club without winning a trophy. Um, it's just madness. You know, Hugo Lloris being at the club, you know, for 10 years, not won a trophy. It's just, it's it's madness. Rich, um, before we talk about Antonio Conte, do you want to add anything on the Harry Kane situation? Well, we've spoke about what Harry Kane's desire is and his, obviously his desire is to be a winner and to win trophies and He's clearly not done that at England and got very close, uh, as close as he as he did with Spurs and obviously the Champions League. Um, Harry Kane as a as a player, is the all the plaudits he gets with the golden boots and the leading assists and goal score. I think I think he still wants that that those trophies. Um, whether whether winning those trophies makes you a better player, I'm, I'm obviously with the stuff that I've done within my sport. Whether that makes you a better player, it doesn't. I think, but what he's looking for, he's he's looking to build his legacy in the club, and he's he's obviously passionate about his team, which is us, which is Tottenham Hotspur, and he wants to win not only just for himself but also for the team. And I'd like to think that he continually wants to do that. Whether he's got the time to do that, at Spurs, whether he's willing to sign another contract and then play on for a further season after this one because he, he'll obviously have to start to think or Spurs will have to think about getting to persuade him to sign on for another season and the only reason why he's going to, they're going to do that is because Conte is going to have the, the funds and the resources for the team it's going to be really hard for Spurs if we don't get to very close to that top four if not in the top four to keep a player of Keane's stature there's going to be so many uh uh, obviously teams that are going to be looking at him not just the Man Cities of this world um, the one thing that I do feel is obviously with Jimmy's record is, it, is, is he going to stay and want to want to take that I think that's something that he's he's always kind of thought he wants to be 
the leading goal scorer of our team. And that's something that I'm holding on to, thinking that, was it is it 25 goals now, is it? Something like that, 25 goals um, under Jimmy's record. And I think yeah. that's going to be something something that, something that he looks at for the future. But, it, yeah, it's, it's a he tough one. He moved to Lampard tonight as well, Rich, didn't he? In the yeah, all-time yeah. scoring list, exactly, so. yeah, and and he's all about those, isn't he? And I think maybe yeah. that he might be, he might be, um, he might be kind of going. Actually, look, I'm leaving my legacy at Spurs now, but I want to top it off with a with a, with a trophy, and and obviously it's not happening this season. Trophies is what's all about for clubs, obviously, and we've been so dry with that in the future. Um, we've had all the managers. It's investment. Investment, investment, investment. We need that investment in the team. From the, the 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 hierarchy need to kind of hear what the fans are saying. They must be seeing it now. They must be seeing the the reason why over the last however many years that we've not got anywhere near the Premier League because of that investment. Those years where we were close uh, and we didn't invest in the transfer market were because of lack of investment. It was clear to everybody. Well, I think we all know and agree that Antonio Conte is not here just to finish in a uh, Europa Conference League spot, a Europa League spot, or even just a Champions League spot. He wants to win big prizes. He's very used to winning the big prizes. Now, in the last 24 hours, um, his comments, um, I have my vision and it doesn't change. I want to fight to win and be competitive. I will always follow my vision. At the end of the season, the club will speak about their vision and then we will see. Um, at one point, we'll need to make some decisions. Um, Darren, what have you made of Antonio Conte's comments? Because, you know, the amount of comments that he has come out with now about club's vision, direction, and, uh, you know, talking about the summer. Um, do you think he'll be a manager next season? I bloody hope so. I mean, I, I've, I've said this before, you know, on, on, on your show, Chris. You know, it, 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 it baffles me and... You know, I don't want to start saying, you know, Enoch out, Levy out and, 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 and going down that route. But, I mean, it, it does baffle me how you can hire the world's greatest managers and not not give them, you know, not, not carte blanche because you can't, you know, if you've got, you know, if you haven't got X amount of money, you can't find it necessarily. But you can't guarantee that you will spend and get them the players that they want. You know, we had it with Jose, we had it with Conte, and um, it, it's 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 baffling to me, really. And and like I said to you before, I mean, I'm not a, a footballing um, expert, but you would think that there would be something like when Jose Jose came and when Conte came, wouldn't there be something? in their contract that says, that stipulates that I will come to this club on the proviso that I will get X, Y, and Z. Otherwise, you don't get Jose. You don't get Conte. Maybe that's, I'm, I'm being naive, but you can help me with this. But would, wouldn't they? Wouldn't there be something in con, on, or, or is, is that a ridiculous thing to suggest? Possibly. There would have been verbal agreements. I think, personally, with Jose Mourinho, I think the pandemic sabotaged any hope that we had of buying him 70 pound uh, 70 million pound center backs yeah. expensive players but there isn't any excuses any longer we've got events running at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium yeah fantastic boxing events we've got world superstar music events we've got yeah I I've read somewhere that we make six million pound a home game you guys go to the games Chris doesn't miss a game the stadium is always full with beer drinkers 
hours before the game and, and late after. Um, we need these naming rights. I think that's, that's, that's obviously apparent desperately. I don't know how close they are or if we've got anything in the pipeline. And um, it, it is about time that we, we fully back to manager because in my experience, I mean, Pochettino, we went three windows without signing a single player when he was competing for titles, which is incredible. But in my lifetime, I can't remember, or, or certainly under the tenure of Enoch, is, um, I can't remember us uh, backing the manager, fully backing the manager. Mm. I'm not saying backing the manager is spending £300 million in a window and throwing money at it, but buying the players that the manager wants, uh, giving them a whole and complete squad with maximum options, and, mm. and we have to try and do that now. There are no excuses. Everything is in place. The infrastructure of the club, we've got the manager, we, we've got some some good players. We've got a good core to build from, but we need five or six top quality players to, to add to this squad to be able to compete again. And um, there, there are no excuses. And, and, and if we did get if we did get those players, we we could without a shadow of a doubt compete with you know your, your cities and your Liverpools. Like we're you know get rid of all the dross and and keep like you know your canes your songs your benton cores your, you know players that that we really can rely on and, and and take us forward you know make the five or six signings get a really good transfer window and we're not a million miles we're not a million miles off we're not I was, I was going to come back to you, Frank, because I've been asking this question a lot to the guests that have been on recently about, you know, what is the definition of backing Antonio Conte? So in the summer for you, it is buying five or six players. Yeah, because that's what we need. Because yeah, if you look at that, our back three, you take away the starting three, the backups of Joe Roden, Denison Sanchez and um, mm. Tanganga. You know, you strip that back, you, you take out at the moment, Harry Winks is is getting a run of games. He's not good enough because of, we've got not enough quality there. Um, as Rich said earlier in the show, or Darren, Emerson Royal, Matt Doherty are starting games by default, not by merit, because mm. we haven't got enough quality in those positions. We haven't got anyone else. We've got one senior striker at the football club, one number nine. Um, yeah. He's not a striker. I'm not, he's not. He can't play with his back to goal. He's not going to hold the ball up and bring others into play. We need options. You need a squad if you want to compete for trophies and not just in the league. So back in Antonio Conte would be building him a more whole squad. And to get that close, we do need, in my opinion, five players. And that's a minimum. And that's realistic as well. I'm not gonna, we're not going to sign eight or nine players. This is just stupid. But we need five players, four or five players. And um, we, need to, we need to get rid of the players who are not good enough. For sure. Yeah. And you need to have those weapons on the bench, don't you? Yeah. 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 I agree with you, Frank. It is realistic that we could get five or six players in. And, uh, you know, Antonio Conte, without doubt, without question, must be backed in the summer, uh, you know, by the club. Um, Rich, do you want to come to you? Um, is there any part of you that feels a little bit frustrated by Antonio Conte's comments? Because this seems to be a regular thing now. Yeah, but he's only saying what kind of the fans and we're all thinking, isn't it? It's like, it's, he's... He... I think with with previous managers, we've all had this Fugazi kind of false news kind of or this kind of bullshit where where Conte's like he says what he thinks after a bad win, gets that microphone thrown in his face and he's kind of going to say to the press how how terrible it is at the moment and how an X Y and Z. Um, having a manager like Conte, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get passion. 
you know, that Italian charisma. You're gonna get you're gonna get what he does on the the, the touchline. He's a motivator. You can tell what he does at half time with the players. Uh, but you've also got to uh, appreciate that sometimes he's going to get pissed with not just his players and his backroom staff, but also the, the club and how they're not showing that ambition for the players and for, for the manager and for the direction of the club. And that's what's really important because the, the fans are saying that on the, on, on the stands. You, you hear it all the time, Chris. You, you hear that the, 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 the fans are frustrated with, oh, we've kind of we've come unstuck again because of lack of uh, commitment, ambition, resilience from the board to kind of go, actually, this is a manager that we really want, we really believe in. And when Conte goes, we need to have a centre-back, wing-backs, we need to have this uh, number 10. Let's go and get the players that he wants. Let's really back him. Let's, let's believe that he's going to take the club forwards and not just think on the financial side, which obviously the board do think about a lot. This this might be a really ridiculous thing to say, and uh, you know some people may laugh at it. But if Spurs went out and, and bought five or six really decent players, is it realistic that Antonio Conte could challenge for the Premier League title? Because that's exactly what he wants. We are at this moment in time. I understand what Darren's saying. He, he said we're not a million miles away from City and Liverpool, but their sides have been built over a period of time. Yeah. Top, top, top quality. It will be extremely difficult, Chris. It will be. Um, they are mentality monsters as well. They've been there. They've done it. They've got the T-shirts. So they all said it. Jose said it and Conte said it. It's easier to win all the other leagues in Europe. It is if, if you're a manager of a certain side. In this league, it is the hardest, most demanding league in the world. And I, don't, I honestly, if we did get five, even if we got five world-class players to be able to gel them all, put them all together... And, and have a proper run at the title. If we're in European competition as well, I think it's unrealistic. But if we can see progression and we can see progress and we can close that gap and we can compete with them and build on that, then I think the fans would be happy. I would anyway. Leicester did it. Biggest yeah. miracle in sporting history, that Leicester. I, I don't think it'll yeah. be repeated. I think it's a one-off. I really do. Um, and, and at that point, you, you've got to remember, Darren, a lot of teams are in transition when Leicester done it. You know, Arsenal had just fallen off from from the, the sort of Wenger era. They were sort of nearing the end of that time. Chelsea were in a transitional period. Uh, Pepper just got in at City. They had some poor players, if you remember the keeper. Who was it, the, the goalkeeper they had for the first season? They got rid of him straight away. Um, they had Nolito. They had these, Klopp had just got there at Liverpool. They, they were a very mm. up and down and funny side. So Leicester, the timing for that was perfect. It all sort of just came together for them. And mm. that was probably the season that we should have won the league. If we yeah. Because it was there. Mm. Well, after today's result, Tottenham Hotspur up to seventh in a Europa Conference League spot. Uh, same points as West Ham with, uh, with a game in hand. West Ham are currently, uh, they've got a better goal difference. We're now two points away from Manchester United in fifth. Uh, we've got a game in hand over them. We're now three points away from fourth place Arsenal. They've played one game less than us. We've got 10 games left in the Premier League. Next up, West Ham United on Sunday. Frank, let's start with you. Um, now, the 10 Premier League games left, we've got West Ham, Newcastle, uh, Aston Villa, Brighton, Brentford, Leicester, Liverpool, Burnley, Norwich, and then, of course, that rearranged fixture against Arsenal to be confirmed. Um, but West Ham up next on Sunday. They play tomorrow. They play Thursday night in the Europa League against Sevilla. They are 1-0 down from the first leg in the Europa League. Um, 
how do you expect this game to go on Sunday? And do you expect uh, Spurs to pick up the three points? Well, I'd like to think so. Um, I, I always tend to fancy us at home, um, even though we've had a couple of indifferent results at home recently. But West Ham, they've won at our stadium before. They beat us in the first game in the stadium. Um, they played well in the League Cup game, which we beat them in. So it's going to be tough. I think a lot of lot of that depends on tomorrow because that will be an absorbing game for them. I think Jared Bowen's yep. out on Sunday as well. If it goes to extra time, they're going to be absolutely shattered. So, But then again, you look at the, the pattern of win-lose, win-lose, win-lose. You just don't know. But I'd like to think... Don't Chris, go there, Frank. No, but I'd like to think, mate, that we, we could put it together for such a big game. I mean, the crowd is going to be... It's going to be buzzing at the, at the stadium. It is. Um, yeah. It's always a feisty game with West Ham. But um, you just don't know with his Spurs side, do you, mm. really? But again, we've got we've got to take positives. Barring the game against United, which we should have really won, three wins from four, thirteen goals scored in those four games. That's something to build on. And do you know what? I'm going to stick my neck out. I'm going to say we're going to beat West Ham on Sunday. What what score prediction are you going with, Frank? Um, I can see them scoring so two one or three one to Tottenham. But yeah, I'm I'm going to say we could, we're going to win on Sunday. Maybe I'm deluded. I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm just. You know, it's the hope that kills you and all the rest of it. But I just fancy us on Sunday. I do. Frank, also, where do you realistically think that Spurs will finish in the Premier League? Because when I read those 10 fixtures out, what ones are you worried about? You know, we've got 30 points to play for. And what other teams around us are you worried about? Because uh, Arsenal have been playing some good football. I hate to admit it, but they have. Of course, they lost to Liverpool uh, this evening. But what teams really worry you? And can, can Tottenham get top four, in your opinion? We've got six home games, which is massive. We've obviously the rescheduled Arsenal games, uh, game rather. I think Villa away is not easy. I think we beat Brentford away. I think Anfield is a bit of a write-off. And then we have Norwich away. So looking at that and looking at Arsenal's run, Arsenal have got Newcastle away, Villa away, West Ham away, Chelsea away, Spurs away. Arsenal have got four home games left. We could. And uh, as, as Richard said and Darren said, it would be an overachievement in my opinion, and, and Arsenal, it's in the, it's in their hands, although they've got this tough run of games. We could sneak top four. We could. But uh, it's so hard. It's so hard to predict, Chris. It is. Um, yeah. I honestly don't know, mate. But those away games are not that difficult, barring the Anfield one. They're not. Come on, Norwich and Brentford away. And then we've got we've got a lot of, lot of home games. Mm. So it's achievable. It is achievable. Um, well, Roy, Roy writes on the screen, if we win on Sunday, then fourth is achievable. I'll tell you what, Frank, after Sunday's game, we're going into the international break. So what a huge lift it would give us fans, Antonio Conte, the players. Mm. Of course, the likes of Hunmin Song can have a rest for a couple of weeks. Um, that would give us huge belief, wouldn't it, um, if we could get the three-point Sunday? Massive. It would. It would. Psychologically, and obviously looking at the table as well, um, it, it really would. But... We've got to be lucky with injuries. I mean, Chris, if anything happens to Kane, it's yeah. not happening. It's not. We could easily slide off and finish seventh or eighth. It's, you know, we haven't got that depth. So we've got to be, the other teams have as well, but we've got to be very lucky with injuries. Mm. Yeah. Rich, um, first up, the West Ham game. How do you see that one going? Yeah, I think it's going to be really tight. Um, I think we're going, to, we're going to try and go after them early and try and obviously take an early lead. Um, it's, whether I see Mohamed scoring, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether it's a two 0 or one 0 I'm not. I'm not. I've kind of had a had a kind of a thought about what, especially with, with their game against obviously Seville. Um, 
midweek, will they? Because they're going to have to go for that. It's like it's an all or nothing for them. Obviously, they're going to kind of really mm. put all their eggs in the in the basket. I believe for that because Hammers haven't been in this this position in the league before, not especially not for a long time. Uh, they probably think that they're not in the driving seat with that fourth place, and maybe they're thinking that maybe either Man United or Arsenal are going to nick that, and I think that's given us maybe a little bit of a a step up uh, for that game at the weekend. Um, I see us being very solid. I think Conte wants us to go into that home game of being uh, very solid from the, the the front moving backwards. Whether uh, we let the Hammers have, have a little bit more possession and then hit them on the break. Um, but I think it's going to be a really, really tight game and I don't think there's going to be many goals. So I'd go maybe a one or two nil. Mm. Rich, how are you uh, how are you feeling about um, Tottenham uh, for European football next season? Because as I said, we're currently in a well, we're we're currently in a Europa Conference League spot again. Um, you know, I've read out that we're three points away from top four. How confident are you for a Champions League spot, or do you think it would be Europa League, or would you even want to play in the Europa Conference League again? Yeah, definitely don't want to play in that shit, do we? Uh, last time we spoke about that, I think Lee McQueen was in a car, so you're in a car this time, mate. So, uh, And you've definitely not had, had as many beers as Lee McQueen had last time. So, <laughs> uh, Well, do you know, I, in all those away trips I've done in the Europa Conference League, I still didn't see us win. <laughs> don't my God. Don't be going to win more games then, mate. Mate, they'll be putting your face on a mural on the wall in Tottenham. Don't know about Lady King. Let's have a statue. Let's have a Chris Cohen statue. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Gareth Bale when Gareth Bale was playing for Spurs at first, wasn't it? How many games did he? Was it, was it 19 or something? 19 games before we had a win. Come on, come on, Rich. Come on, Rich, you can't dodge the question. Where do you think Spurs will finish at the end of the season? Let's go back, let's go back to Matt Doherty, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so, I, I, I think I said fifth, didn't I? I think, I, I, I think the first time I came on the show this season, I think I said fifth. Um, uh, I'm, I'm always optimistic. Yeah, fifth. <laughs> I, I, I can see as I can see... You just look at... I'm, I'm very much around... Look at the uh, form table. Look at the team and teams around us. Look at... Do we deserve to be in the top four? I think, I think if, if we're in the top four at the end of the season, I'm going to party. And uh, everybody's invited. <laughs> I think it's going to be a good one. Because um, it'd be... Conte would have done a great job with the players that he's got. Yeah. Uh, and un- overachieved. Um but unfortunately, I think we'll be going yeah, fifth. Rich, do you think it's going to make a difference to Antonio Conte by finishing in the Champions League, Europa League or Europa Conference League? If he still gets backed in the summer in the way that he wants to be backed, will it matter what European competition he's playing in? Well, you need to speak to the board about that. I, I, um, I think from obviously past experience, you've got to look at past experience, haven't you? And that clearly does. He just wants to win the Premier League and the, he wants to be competing in the Champions League. Um, would we still keep him if we didn't finish fourth? Um, it's 50-50. I think it's it's literally as tight as that. He's a born winner. Mm. He's, he's not going to want the failure on his on his CV as Spurs. But Jose obviously got sacked, but really walked away from the position. It wasn't for him. I think the, the, the Tottenham job is 
<laughs> all of them, it just like that. <laughs> I think it's. I think Conte is a player that wants. Uh, sorry, Conte is a manager that wants to be successful at Spurs. Yeah. It's all down to the board. I think Conte. Uh, there's obviously we we think about the media and the media said that we've not got any real um, targets at the moment. I think that's rubbish. I think Conte has already given the board the the uh, players that he wants in the summer. He, he already knows the players that are out of contract. He's made those contacts with the players. He's already actively speaking to other players, as we know. Like obviously, with the Ericsons of this world. I think we need to get these players in early. We need to give Conte the time to work with them. And he has the ability to make us better, to make us challenge. But we are a million miles away at the moment. Like Frank yeah. said, we, 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 four or five players, but it's not four or five players. That, that could just come into the team, they need to give us the kickstart that we need. The bells yeah. of this world, you know what I mean? 130, 140 million pounds need to be spent. Mm. We need world-class players in. Um, Darren, yeah. let's come to you. Um, West Ham game, how, how do you think that one will go? Well, I'm hoping, um, if we were away, I, I would be less optimistic. I, w- I would probably think that we were going to get thumped. I think that the fact that we're at home and we've just beaten Brighton away... Hopefully, I, I think it's all to do with the fans. You know what Spurs fans are like. When we're up, we're up, and, and you know, and if the, and if a goal is scored against us or we're not playing well, we just go within ourselves again. Um, unfortunately, I won't be there, but uh, on Saturday. But um, I just think that the fans have got a really big part to play. I think that um, if the fans are up, which they will be, because the atmosphere um, against West Ham, as you know, can be. Uh, filthy it can be quite tasty do you know what i mean so um i'm hoping that uh, i'm hoping that they're really going to be up for it and i mean i can see us beating them 2-0 i can see us beating them 2-0 at home at home because it's like like you said right at the beginning of this show um to uh, to bring it full circle um i i think it's 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 a must win i mean if 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 we win we kick on and if we don't the heads go down and um, I'm ignoring that. You're trying to put things in the bottom left corner. I can't see it. I can't it's see it. Um, so um, I, I think that uh, you've thrown me now. Um, I, I think that um, if, if we win, we kick on. And, and, and we, uh, it, it's sitting in a draw down here. Thank you for asking. It's very kind of you. And also, Darren, where do you think we'll finish? And uh, what do you think Lord Sugar would think uh, where um, we'll finish? I think that we, I think that fifth, I mean, ideally we we, we finish in four, uh, fourth. Uh, I think fifth, I think fifth, I think Europa League wouldn't be a bad, considering the season we've had um, and the players we've got, I don't think we could hang our heads in that much shame if we got fifth, do you? What do you think? Conte wants Champions League football. Harry Kane wants Champions League football. I just think that um, we desperately need Champions League football. We do. Um, there's, 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 there's a difference between desperately wanting something and attaining it, you know. Well, it, it, he said that the players, Hugo, Sonny, Harry Kane, they've got to give 120, 130%. All these players have got to give absolutely everything in these next 10 games without question. So, you know, we've, we've got to get over that line. And you've got to have the confidence, really, with a, a serial winner, you know, someone like Antonio Conte trying to get us over that line. That's why I have the confidence that Spurs could do it. But, 
you know, we've got to show up and we've got to win that game on Sunday. It's a, it's a, it's a huge game. No, you're absolutely right, but I mean, I don't want to put the mockers on it, but I mean, there's a difference between giving 120 and 130%, Chris, and actually having the ability, you know, like yeah. if, if, if players are flawed, then they can give 190%, you know, and it, yeah. uh, you know, that's, yeah. my, that's my thoughts. Yeah. What, what do you think what, about Doherty? Sorry, I'm joking. Carry on. <laughs> I was going to say, what what would um, what would Lord Sugar no, say? No, about he probably said, "Now, now, 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 with with respect, now you've 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 tried to host a, a, a football pundit show, okay, and and you balls it up, you lost your connection, the light went out, and and with respect, <laughs> you're not what I'm looking for. So, Chris, you're fired. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, on that note, um, Frank, Frank, thanks so much for joining us this evening and tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Um, thanks for having me back, Chris and Darren and Rich. Brilliant hey. guests. Really enjoyed tonight's show. Um, I'm on Twitter, uh, tweeting everything Spurs on, as you can see, or if you can't see, it's at Frank Major underscore. And um, literally, that's all I tweet about. So if you're a Tottenham fan, give me a follow. And um, thanks, guys, for, for having me on tonight and Chris particularly. Um, I've really enjoyed it. Thanks, Frank. Really enjoyed talking to you this evening. And Rich, uh, tell everyone what you're up to. You're you're currently in Tenerife doing some training. <laughs> I'm in Tenerife. I'm actually with uh, a charity at the moment, doing some work with a charity called Amp Camp, which uh, supports amputees that are uh, going through uh, rehabilitation and helping them get back into uh, sporting activity. Uh, I try and do as much as I can for not just, obviously, just training, but also for charitable causes. So it's great to get the opportunity to come out to Tenerife and do some bit of training and also uh, do some really great work with the with, with some amputees. But yeah, just uh, back into training and hopefully Boston Marathon in a month or so. Wow. And everybody knows where they can follow me. It's like Marathon Champ or whatever. Not Marathon Chump. Somebody says, uh, is it Mar- Axe Marathon Chump? It's definitely not. It's Champ. <laughs> also, Rich, uh, mention the fact that um, you're given the opportunity uh, of people actually running with you um, at an event soon. Yeah, yeah, I've actually got a, a Run With Rich event on June the 25th in Nottingham. It'd be great to see uh, loads of Spurs fans there come down. It's a fully inclusive uh, run, run, uh, jog, uh, walk, whatever. It's just a, a real big community event. I've started my own foundation. It's about helping those that are less fortunate than ourselves. And uh, we can all do so much more, obviously, at the moment with the Ukraine situation and uh, obviously post-COVID. We just need to all work for each other. And it's great to obviously have this opportunity to speak about, obviously, Spurs that I'm passionate about, but also obviously have a charity that I'm really passionate about as well. So thanks for that. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us, Rich. Really enjoyed talking to you. And, uh, And Darren, tell everyone what you're up to at the moment. Um, what am I up to? Doing my voiceovers, busy doing my voiceovers. I'm hosting some bits and pieces. Why are you laughing at me, for God's sake? Uh, um, um, <laughs> what else? Um, yeah, doing my stand-up comedy. Got some new uh, Boris uh, stuff that uh, I've written. Uh, so share I'm, with I'm, us, then. Come on, share with us. You can't um, say you've written it. Share with us. So, um, yeah, Everyone well, wants your Boris. Everyone wants Boris, yeah. Darren. How did Boris become Prime Minister? Well, I, I, I'm a man of uh, the people, Wagwan fam. Uh, 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 Boris, boo in the hizzle. 
uh, spitting bars. Yes. Uh, well, well, you, 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 you take the uh, the the demeanor of a of a boy scout. Uh, then add in uh, the, 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 the physique of the hunchback of Notre Dame and then the, the haircut of uh, 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 Wurzel uh, Gummidge. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's brilliant. That's actually brilliant. Honestly, that is so good. Well, they do laugh at that. There you go. Um, so, yes, uh, and I'm, I'm, that's, that's what I do. I, I, I do voices on your TV and, and, and radio. Crazy Claw, it's a new kids game that the whole family will love. And I end up talking like this day, and I smell like a fucking cock. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Well, on that note, Darren, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Darren, Frank and Richard, thank you so much for your time this evening. And uh, thank you for all of the comments from all of the viewers this evening. Let's hope that Tottenham can continue this winning form into Sunday and beat West Ham United and climb up that Premier League table. And hopefully at the end of the season, uh, we get Champions League for Antonio Conte and Harry Kane and all of us fans. Thanks for watching, everyone. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. What could be germier than a bathroom doorknob? Try unclean countertops, TV remotes, fridge handles, gaming controls, and all kinds of things around the house. Help your family stay happy, healthy, and uninterrupted by illness this year with Clorox disinfecting wipes, Clorox bleach, and Clorox disinfecting mist. They kill 99.9% of cold and flu viruses on hard, non-porous surfaces when used as directed. So get germs out of the way and get on with your day with Clorox. You're unstoppable when you start clean. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.